the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Oh my goodness! Uh, I, I I hope you know that um, I would much rather deal with. Um, Spiritual issues, church issues, theological issues, than politics. Uh, but the purpose of this program is to deal with current events from a biblical point of view. I try very hard to meet that criteria. Current events from a biblical point of view. So current events often deal with politics, political situations, and so forth. And, of course, this thing of puberty blockers and transgenderism is more of a moral, theological, biblical issue than it is political. It really is, because it is wrong, it is evil. And we are beginning to see a change in the the political realm in how transgenderism and so forth is being treated, we are beginning to see truth prevail. And I continually say this. We who believe the Bible are not anti-science. We who believe the Bible understand that the Bible is true. In fact, it is the truth and I, I appreciate science. I enjoy science. I am not a scientist, but I appreciate scientific developments. I benefit from scientific developments, and so do you. But if science contradicts the Bible, I will always take the side of the Bible. I will always take the side of the Bible, always. And eventually, science catches up with the Bible. Let me, just let me give you a simple illustration. During the times when the Bible was written, the Bible was written over a period of almost 1,500 years, uh, several different cultures uh, Egypt, Rome, Greece, and more ancient than that. If you look at the cosmologies, the theory, the study of the origins of the universe, cosmology. If you look at the cosmologies of the times when the Bible was written, 
if you look, if you if you examine those cosmologies in light of what we know today, they're fairy tales. They're fables. Uh, you know, it's been so long since I've actually studied it, so I don't want to get it wrong and attribute uh, the different cosmology to the different cultures. So I won't. I can't be specific on the culture, but but one of the cultures, I believe it was Egypt, I believe that uh, the earth was completely flat, and there was the two gods, Marduk and Tiamoth. And Marduk and Tiamoth got into a battle, and, and again, it's been a long, long time since I've studied all of this, so forgive me, but uh, one they got in a battle, and uh, one conquered the other one, and the body of the one that was conquered became the earth. And uh, then the victorious god, every place he spat, uh, a man popped up, or something similar to that. Uh, another cosmology said that the earth, let's see if I can remember correctly, the earth was um, flat, and it was uh, floating on the back of, oh, let's see, what was it? A giant turtle was going through the universe. And what was on the back of the turtle? I don't know. I'm going to have to look at this again. My mind is really blank. But if you look at these cosmologies, um, and Egypt, um, no, I'm not even going to get into it. The Nile River was a part of ancient Egyptian cosmos. Anyway, all of them, and I mean all of them without exception, every single culture that surrounded the Bible writers during those 1,500 years, if you look at their cosmologies, you go, oh, my goodness, that is so crazy. Yeah, turtle floating through the universe and God's spitting and... Man coming up everywhere he's spat, and oh my goodness, wow. How could people who built the pyramids that we still don't understand exactly how they built the pyramids? But when it came to cosmology, oh my goodness, that's insane, that's crazy. Nobody. I don't believe there is a single person on planet Earth that believes any of those ancient cosmologies. They don't even have to be proven wrong because they're so farcical. But that's what they believed. And then there were the Bible writers. The book of Isaiah says that the Bible, or pardon me, the earth is round. Nobody, nobody, during Isaiah's time, believed the earth was round. Nobody. Nobody. You cannot find a single ancient cosmology that believed that the earth was round, and yet the book of Isaiah says that the earth was round. Nobody believed that the earth was out hanging upon nothing, and yet the book of Job says that the earth is suspended on nothing. It is floating in space. That's the book of Job, possibly the oldest book in the Bible. Nobody believed that when Job wrote those words. Nobody, not a single human being anywhere, believed that. 
And then, of course, the Genesis account. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That is the cosmology of the Bible. And today, there are millions of people who believe exactly that, including the guy behind the microphone. No science has disproven that. It is the only ancient cosmology that has survived. And not only has it survived, it has thrived. So, if I'm going to make a choice between modern science or settled science and my Bible, am I going to choose something that changes dramatically? And science is constantly changing. That's the nature of science. I appreciate what science has done. I appreciate the advancements, but... If it contradicts God's Word, I'm sticking with the book that has not changed one bit in 2,000 years. And the Bible is not ambiguous about gender, sexuality, marriage, family. It is very, very specific. But it contradicts science, sure does. I'll take the Bible. And that's why I tell you constantly, don't ever, ever, ever be ashamed or embarrassed to say that you believe the Bible. You're in pretty good company. And by the way, some of the greatest scientists the world has ever known also believed the Bible. Yeah, you're in good company. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Okay, back uh, a little sermonette. Not deeply profound, just very, very simple. And again, look at the cosmologies the theories of the cultures, the societies around the Bible authors. What was settled science at that time? The ancient philosophers really believed they had figured out how the universe came into existence. They really thought they had it figured out. And again, these were not dumb people. Again, look at the pyramids. I've been there. And honestly, we still do not know how they did it. We have theories, but I don't believe anybody actually believes that even with all of our technology and mechanical equipment, I don't think anybody really believes that we could duplicate the giant pyramid of Giza today. 
And then things like Angkor Wat in Cambodia. Had the privilege of going there, one of the seven wonders of the world. And again, ancient, ancient, ancient. And we look at it and marvel and go, how did they do this? How did they how did they build this massive city in the I mean it's incredible if you have if you ever, ever, ever go to Cambodia uh or Thailand uh or Vietnam, because it's not far. Make sure you visit Angkor Wat. Oh my goodness, it just it'll blow your mind. And so these were not dumb people. They figured out mathematical equations that boggle the minds of modern scientists. They figured out calendars that are mind-blowing with their technology that they had. But they had no clue how the universe came about or how the earth came about. And then you have the Bible authors. It is one of the strongest proofs that God wrote that book, that God inspired the authors. Um, maybe I need to get back into it, but for a long, long time, particularly when Joy and I were in youth work, we were in youth work for a long time, and one of my hobbies was science and the Bible. And Oh, 20, 30 years ago, I was so up. I could talk, literally, I could talk for hours on science and the Bible. Uh, And again, I apologize. It's been so long since I've really looked into it. I'm not nearly as sharp as I was. But the deeper I looked into the scientific evidence that the Bible could not have been written by mere men. Now, Please understand, the Bible was not written to be a science textbook. Okay, I want to make that clear. The Bible was not written to be a science textbook. But in the matters of scientific truth, it is more up to date than the scientific advancements of a year from now. Another example is the water cycle. Now, what is the water cycle? Uh, It rains and rains and rains and rains and rains. And yet the oceans don't overflow. Why? Where does all that water go? When it rains over the ocean, millions and millions and millions of gallons of water come down out of the clouds into the ocean, and yet it doesn't overflow. And that was a puzzle to ancient civilizations. Well, it's because of the water cycle. Water evaporates, goes up into the sky, into the clouds, form clouds, condenses, and comes down as rain. It's really simple. It goes up, it comes down. It evaporates, it condenses. It evaporates, it condenses. For centuries, that stumped scientists. And again, I'm relying on my faulty memory right now, but if I remember correctly, uh, 
the water cycle was not firmly established in science until the very early 1800s. So if you look at the history of civilization, that's a pretty modern discovery. Early 1800s. Before that, it was like, hmm, we don't get it. Read the first chapter of Ecclesiastes. Again, one of the oldest books in the Bible. Read the first chapter. And the question is asked. All the rivers run into the sea, and the sea doesn't overflow. The rain comes down into the rivers. The rivers run into the sea. The, the, the ocean doesn't overflow. And Ecclesiastes chapter 1 simply says, the water goes back where it came from. Where did it come from? From the rain. It describes exactly the water cycle in Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And I may be off, I don't think I am, but I may be off as to the beginning of the 1800s as to when science actually figured this out. But I do know one thing. Nobody on planet Earth understood the water cycle when the book of Ecclesiastes was written. Except God. He knew about it. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of scientific principles laid out in the Bible, hundreds and in some cases thousands of years before human science figured it out. Germs. Why didn't the Jews get all of the diseases that everybody else did? Because they were commanded to wash their hands under running water. Everybody else was washing their hands in a communal tub. And they were spreading the germs. The Jews were told in Old Testament law, no, 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 no. Wash your hands under running water. They had no idea why. But God did. All right, we'll... I just, I, don't, I just love this stuff. We'll change topics when we come back. You're listening to Bob Rennie Live. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.